We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. And we got the check marks. Good. Everybody, welcome in. Ceremonious coffee sip uh, to start off our Mondays. Brought to you by Lion Coffee. Shout out to Patrick out there in uh, Oahu, Hawaii, out there, Honolulu land. But appreciate you, Patrick. I'm going to have to take a big sip here because I really need it today. (laughs) I'm about finished mine. I got started a little earlier than Nick, I think. So I'm about finished my Lion Coffee. Yeah, we were up a little bit too late last night. I've been watching The Last of Us and uh, going to bed with, you know, kind of zombie horror stuff means that uh, the wife, but also me, uh, likes to watch something I a little lighter. I to watch that. Okay, it's amazing it's... how what you're watching affects like how you look at things. When I was watching The Walking Dead, man, I'm walking around scouting places to like hole up. I'm like, you know what? Disneyland and the castles would be awesome. They've got huge <laughs> fences, moats. This would be a great place to be. So right now, and I'll I'll get out of this, I read John Sanford's uh, Prey series, P-R-E-Y. It's about a Minnesota police detective who works his way up, ends up being a marshal. And I'm actually listening to one side of it because there's like 33 books, reading the back half of it. So I'm flooding my brain with all of these, you know, crime stuff. Two o'clock in the morning last week, music starts playing downstairs. All the way downstairs in my basement. So I'm, I've got, you know, upstairs, middle floor, basement. And it's loud. Like, what the hell? I'm like, this is exactly how they get you to come downstairs in the middle of the night. I'm like, do I need to strap up or what? Come on, man. So, yeah, I went downstairs. My uh, my, my my big black cat followed me, so I was protected. But, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was a little freaked out. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, watching that, and then I take the dog walk for about, you know, three miles, and it's been st- still dark uh, when I'm out there with him, so uh, up pretty late, because I had to watch, you know, that 70s show or something kind of light after that, but uh, we're okay, we're here to talk Broncos now, it's not so scary, hopefully it has been a little bit of a... Uh, it's been a little scary. <laughs> a little bit of a horror show, you know, and all that remains from the last regime, and all that jazz, but let's say hello to some people in here before we get going here, and guys, hopefully this is my... If this isn't my last show, then tomorrow morning's my last show with this computer, so bear with me, Scott's kind of starting to or Scott has really kind of picked up on the the flow when my computer is about to crap itself for five seconds. But uh, luckily, it will be uh, out of that window here pretty soon. David Yukon coming in saying, Morning, Broncos country. I hope we don't ride with Cushenberry at center. Just my opinion. If we do, it will not benefit the offensive line. It gets pushed back too much. Yeah, Scott, for as much as you disliked and like, what's going on with uh, Dalton Reisner? 
probably it was when we first started our show about two years ago. I'm like, yeah, the Broncos should probably upgrade Cushionberry. And a lot of people are like, oh, Cushionberry is good. They spent a third round pick on him. He's smart. And I'm like, listen, I like, he seems like a smart guy, but he's built like a bullfrog. You know, that center of the gravity is really high, long legs, not thick uh, in the lower half gets pushed back. Also not a great athlete moving either. You're running that outside zone scheme. You can't reach the second level. Uh, just so Cushionberry, very much a weakness on this offensive line. Hopefully they replace him. Built like a bullfrog. I almost spit my lion coffee all over this place but luckily i don't laugh very much yeah <laughs> but you know what i mean like, you ever held a frog up and it's just like oh, i get it legs. he's all legs yeah it's like a it's like you know i mean we're at 13 new baseball right now and you get half the kids of they're broken up into thirds half the kids haven't hit puberty yet half of them are going through it and those are the ones that are legs all legs and then half the other third have already gone through it i know exactly what you're talking about it's like that the, the kids all legs yeah i've yeah. never heard that before but i think it's fantastic all right. Well, it's it's a it's a new scouting term. Uh, Dave, Duke Rose coming in. What's up, fellas? Good to see you. <laughs> Jeremy Sean, morning. Uh, happy Monday, fellas. With uh, work done in free agency, what do you think becomes the Broncos' greatest area need? Center's at the top of my list. Center is probably the number one most immediate need on this team uh, as far as the starters go. But I also look at as where the depth is on the team and what the rotation and what are the heavy, most heavily rotated positions and positions that if you reach a certain level on the depth chart and injuries, you're SOL and cornerback really stands out for me right now. Uh, after Patrick Sertan and Damari Mathis at the boundary spot specifically, who is it? I mean, honest to God, I like it, you had McMillan last year, have some flashes, but if you go into next season with McMillan, your first guy up after those two, which cornerbacks get injuries and, you know, lose their, uh, their very fine margins of ability often. Oh my God. Is your whole secondary, your whole defense sunk? Uh, it just, I'm really not sure about the, uh, the backup in the cornerback spot right now. Center's number one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Jeremy, that was a long way of saying center center's number one for me. If you can take, if I can grab one zero war, we call it wins against replacement. So just a replacement level, an average level starter in the NFL. And if I could have one of those guys and put them anywhere on this team to make this team better center next year, we might be saying quarterback. We don't know. I don't think so. I think I think uh, Russell Wilson could still be better than that. But uh, for me, it'd be center. I drop him right in there. I think this team gets a lot better. Um, <sighs> Jeremy, you watch most of the shows that we've done. I, I've been railing on the interior line since week four of last year. Uh, last last year. We're already in the next year of 2021. This is my third season covering the Broncos now. Yeah, we got Gary Palmer also talking about the center position being a recurring thing. Austin H. Center's starting center. Cush's starting center is not good. Either get Ben Jones, who's available, or draft a center. Ben Jones, I believe, suffered two cushions pretty quickly last season and then was released from the Titans with a medical waiver, uh, the same waiver the Broncos used on Ronald Darby uh, coming off the ACL injury. So Ben Jones, on paper, looks like a good option, but with the two concussions and whatnot, you just it's it's hard to say at this point. He might hang it up. I mean, I have no, no inside sources on that, but yeah. knowing where he's at in his career, maybe that's something he's not uh, super interested, or maybe it's something he'll sign much later into the process where he doesn't have to go through July, August of the yeah. of the uh, training camps ramp up into the season. So we'll see. Uh, I think drafting a center though seems very possible. I wouldn't be surprised also if the Broncos traded uh moved up for a center that they really like in the you know mid second round kind of thing and then traded one of their wide receivers to recoup that draft capital they just gave up uh so that's something to keep an eye on i meant to talk about this earlier scott we were talking about uh the falcons potentially trading for an elijah moore uh shout out to whoever brought that up and it's like if that's happening 
I'm guessing it's going to happen on draft day. Uh, will you see one of those flips that happen on draft day? Um, but yeah, with Ben Jones, <clears throat> like, like Nick just said, that could be an August move, like mid August, late July. He, he needs to take some time to walk away from the game for a little bit and figure out what he wants to do. He's such an old school football player, meaning I, I, I we champion these guys while they're, they're hurting themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've done it. I'm guilty of it. Oh, this guy's a warrior. You know? Yeah. Well, he's, he's doing lasting damage to his, I don't want to say his, his quality of life. Step away, talk to all the doctors you can. And, and let's, let's decide if, if he's healthy and you can get him, he's, Oh my God. He's, he's Quinn Miners. You know, Quinn Miners was the belly. Ben Jones was Quinn Miners before Quinn Miners. Ben Jones was this round, pudgy kid from Alabama who walks into camps, knock kneed. He walks into the combine, knock kneed, just shows up. Not all that big, kind of soft looking. That's the guy. Yeah. And then he goes out there and just kicks your ass. And he's done it for 15 years. To be fair to Quinn Miners, uh, he tested extremely well and had crazy good length uh, at the combine. But when you walk but, up and see Quinn Miners, you yeah. know, and, and he's walking in with Draymond Jones and Randy Gregory, even Garrett Bowles, you know, which is the one he's pick four. Yeah. When you're when you're selecting your team for the you know the company softball team. Yes. <laughs> the look test, so to speak. Yep, so athleticism. Uh, Jamal Killings. Good morning, Broncos country. Cold this morning in Georgia. Yeah, it is cold and windy. It's in the twenties here this morning. Before he gets too far away from us, I want to say good morning to Michael Rankio again as well. He came in with some stars with a big super chat on our show earlier. Came in with some stars uh, this morning. Says good morning, Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos and Buckham. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, absolutely. We've also got some super chats coming in. Mark Schrader's doing that thing on YouTube. And thank you, Mark. Appreciate you. I hope you're, like I said, you were probably freezing cold this weekend in Tyler, Texas. I get your weather about two days later. Uh, then Gary Palmer comes and he says, good morning, Nick and Scott. If we we're talking about center, 
don't think the priests haven't talked about it. We just don't know what they're going to do. Well, we've all been talking about center. Um, we've been talking about center for 18 months. So there's, there's still a need there. And, you know, there's rumblings coming around that Sean Payton feels pretty good about Lloyd Cushenberry. You know, that's fine. Bring somebody else in too. If Cushenberry beats him out, great. But you need somebody besides Wattenberg and Cushenberry going into the season. It's a must. It's an absolute must. If Cushenberry beats him out because he has a gigantic step from year three to four, great. Saw it happen in Atlanta. Caleb McGarry couldn't block the sun to cast a shadow after in his first three years. Well, he was ranked the top five guy in uh, offensive tackle in the NFL last year for, for PFF. Cushenberry comes that guy. Are we going to be upset about it? No, absolutely not. But you better bring in some insurance for sure. Appreciate you, Gary. Yeah, thank you so much, Gary and uh, Mark Schrader. Shout out to you guys and Michael Ranquillo. Uh, familiar faces, but we always really appreciate you guys coming in. And if you guys are in a position to help support the show financially, click a thumbs up. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. And uh, I see a lot of got way more Facebook watchers right now than we do have thumbs up reactions. So uh, that would help us a heck of a lot. And it takes one second. Only if you feel like we've earned it, though. But appreciate you guys. Chase Wellner coming in on the YouTube side. Good to see you, Chase. Cristiano over in Brazil. He says good morning. Wow, from Cristiano. Brazil. Feels like it's been a been a few since we've seen you. So welcome in. Yeah, appreciate you. Happy oh, to be yeah, back. There you go. Happy to be back. <laughs> and also he says, as you guys get into summertime, hand purple, blue piece. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. That means that means the emoji didn't come through. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, like this, it would say, you know, pancakes, dash bacon, dash eggs, dash toast, French dash toast? coffee. I'm about it. That's, that sounds good. But we appreciate the uh, hashtag. Appreciate you. I appreciate Kenneth coming in. Good morning, fellas. What are you guys' thought on a third round picks on uh, Ed Rusher, Andre Carter, and center Luke Weipler? Uh, I'm interested in Luke Weipler. Uh, I think he's probably the fourth center off the board, in my opinion. I'm going to classify Steve Avila as an option. Actually, fifth center then, because I think Cody Mock could also play center, specifically an outside zone scheme. Uh, but then Luke Weipler, if there's a run on centers or he's your guy, he'd be great. Uh, he was a redshirt sophomore this year. I think he's got a good options. I'd rather have Joe Tipman, Steve Avila, or John Michael Schmitz personally, but he'd be fine. Then you mentioned Andre Carter here. Andre, I don't think any player that I can think of has had their stock drop as much as Andre Carter has over the last three months. Uh, I mean, you look in midseason last year, Andre Carter was being mocked in the first round by a lot of teams, and then he gets to the Senior Bowl, looks way out of place, and then has a terrible combine. Now, to be fair to him, Army's not really, you know, an incredible weight training program for the football side of things. But I think you're talking about Andre Carter, a mid to late day three pick at this point. Yeah, you're you're coming in talking about this guy's a freak. Well, okay. Um, Keon White is someone like that, freak. too, from Georgia Tech. Yeah. Well, he, he was handled for the most part when he was at Senior Bowl. So was Andre Carter. But then Keon White goes and tests six foot five, 285 pounds. 34-inch vertical jump. Didn't run, but he was clocked as one of the fastest DL they had on uh, GPS trackers at Senior Bowl. So he was clocked there. We knew he could do it. Andre Carter, um, his shuttle was good, 4.36, but his vertical at 30 inches and a 9-foot broad jump is nothing to write home about. Uh, but, you know, he's tall and lean. He, he, looked, like a, he looked like a tight end. Athletically yeah. speaking, he's closer to a tight end. It's almost six foot seven, two hundred fifty six pounds. I don't know that he's athletic enough. And Scott, you're going to eat this one. Here's a hot take. Hopefully, for his sake, I hope I'm wrong. Um, 
that that I don't know that he's athletic enough to be to be an edge an edge defender. If he's got the height, I don't know if he's got the frame. But he needs to play two eighty and, and be a defensive end. Yeah. Yep. I'm I'm with you on that. He really disappointed. Um, we talked about Jalen Carter on the Falcons show earlier about his stock slipping a bit, but Andre Carter was being mocked. You know, top forty, top fifty, even in the mid first round. And now yeah. I'm thinking round five, round six, round seven. I mean, it's yeah. bad. Yeah, it was. So. What's been good, though, Steve Kennedy, he was staying warm this weekend. He's smart. He stayed inside. This is morning, gentlemen. Good morning to you as well. And Dr. Van Nostrand, good morning, everyone. I'm on the West Coast now, and I truly appreciate how much of a madman Nick is for waking up early in these shows. Doc, you and me both. You and me both, because I slept in about an extra two hours compared to him this weekend, and, and here he is getting and going. So um, absolutely appreciate it. It uh, wouldn't be here without him. We can we can just we can just make it that way. He's the only one of the MHH crew that's up this early, other than me. So appreciate you, Doc. And Lewis Conan coming in with some stars. Thank you, sir. Uh, on Facebook, he says, "How is this free agency looking? And will we make any moves? There'll definitely be more moves, without a doubt, one hundred percent for sure. You have to fill out your roster. Are they big moves? We'll see. Most of the big moves that have been made may have already been made, and I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of what's been done, especially your big three. We're going in, so say, okay, been talking trenches, trenches, trenches for 18 months now. You went and got a guard. You spent top dollar for who you perceive may have been the best available guard. You went and spent, if not the top dollar, then top two for right tackle. So you've addressed the problem. Will it fix it? Okay, well, that now that's up to the future, coaches, development, all that type of stuff. But from an administrative standpoint, you've done your job. For sure. You put the pieces in place. Now we've seen how that can go, mm -hmm. but you got Sean Payton, you got a new left guard, you got a new right tackle. And then replacing Draymond Jones with Zach Allen for me is a like for like at worst. And you saved a little bit of money. I'm a big fan of Zach Allen. I really am. He's going to have a point to prove when he comes in where Draymond was kind of like, you know what? I've run my race here. I need a fresh start. Um, so having, I think they both can be better next year than they were last year just with a, a change of scenery um so those three moves were were really really good for me center you got to bring in another center need another center you probably need another running back still as well uh cornerback depth defensive line uh, i saw that mike Kliss tweeted out uh, that the broncos you know were deshaun williams was a great player for them but they needed to make room for Oluzurike and henningson well we haven't seen very much from henningson and if you are planning on huge rotation of snaps for Henningsen and Uzurike next season, based on what we saw last season, I'd be a little bit concerned uh, right now because you are lacking some some depth, no doubt, at the on the defensive line, on the inside and the outside. Uh, so we'll see how it plays out. But I think the draft is probably the next big thing to come for the Broncos, unless we have a trade that uh, precedes that, which is certainly possible. Also, Scott getting hot in here. Uh, Tiffany coming in two pounds, <laughs> saying uh, Scott is looking extra handsome today. Speed wide receiver draft question mark. Yeah, these are experience bags and wrinkles now. I'm not nearly as pretty as I used to be. So, but you know, not bad for I still have trouble saying it, Nick. I really have trouble saying how old I am now. It just sounds so different. 50. Ugh. Gross. Damn. You're old. No, I mean, I'm um, I'm 31, so can't say it. Um, Steve Kennedy comes in because he remembers so. When I was running the combines for uh, for Scout.com at the time we did national combines, uh, I took my dad with me because he was available, reliable, and cheap. 
So um, he came with me on all these combines is basically my, hey, I need this guy with me when I was running him. So he remembers Ben Jones. And yes, that's the same Ben Jones that was at our combine at Georgia Tech who whipped everybody's ass that was put in front of him. Mark Richt, head coach for the University of Georgia, was there. Ben Jones was offered by Mark Richt in the University of Georgia and played four years at the University of Georgia. was If he wasn't All-American, he was probably at least All-SEC. Ben Jones is a guy who has been underappreciated most of his career because the look test, he fails it. But you put somebody in front of him and he whoops their asses, and he's been doing it, like I said, for 15 years because the first – this was the second time I had seen him, but he came to this combine from Alabama over into Atlanta at Georgia Tech, and that was probably 2007, so 2008 maybe, probably seven, probably 2007, and uh, so that's 16 years already. So like I said, I've been watching Ben Jones a long time, and I'm a big fan, and Tiffany, thank you for the, I'm a sucker for flattery because I'm insecure, so thank yeah. you very much. Feed my ego, please. But uh, speed wide receivers, <laughs> to the other part of her question here, Broncos, a lot of options at speed. If you're looking at the third round, uh, potentially a Tyler Scott from uh, Cincinnati is an option to keep an eye on. Jalen Hyatt, seems like he's sliding a little bit. Uh, wants no contact, somebody that you probably need to scheme to protect from getting press coverage. Uh, asked where he wants to play. He said slot. I think another reason for that as well. So Jalen Hyatt maybe is going to be a person who falls there. Didn't test like a freak also. Tested fine, but not like a freak speed athlete there. Uh, other wide receivers, just some speed to keep an eye on. We talked about him earlier for on Scott's channel. Nathaniel Dell is an option. Marvin Mims has been underrated for a bit. Uh, then we got some Big Ten speed options. Uh, probably early day three, uh, Jaden Reed from Michigan State had an awesome uh, senior bowl, a good uh, punt returner, kick returner option as well. Charlie Jones has been a great kick returner for a bit, tested extremely well from Purdue. And then the fastest wide receiver at the Combine was uh, Trey Palmer from Nebraska v- via – LSU and uh, he cooked Iowa this last year in their game. And I'm still having, he had like almost 200 yards, uh, but uh, Trey Palmer, another really fast option. So there are some speed options at wide receiver and given all the smoke around the Broncos, potentially, you know, looking to move on from a Cortland Sutton or a Jerry Judy. I'm not sure which one comes before the other, but I'm guessing given how much the Broncos wide receivers are being listed in rumors means that, the Broncos are going to be bringing in some other options at wide receiver to fill out the room. Like Peyton wants to know, does that mean that we see Cortland or Jerry traded before that? I don't think that has to happen for them to add specific types of players in the draft that could come later. I mean, you talked about it last week, Scott, you'd rather keep Sutton for you and then trade him next season. Uh, if the way the contract sets up. So yeah, I think year. they're going to look wide receiver. <clears throat> um, David, we're going to get to you. Be patient one second. I want to finish off on Nick's point. Um, Maybe the best athlete literally in this entire draft is Andre Iosivas. Andre from Princeton. He is a like an Olympic caliber decathlete. He played at Princeton. He didn't go against the world's best competition, and he did not separate himself literally um, from the corners and from the other wide receivers when he was at the Senior Bowl. But he is a good pass catcher, good body control. He just doesn't know how to get off guys that – SEC level, Big Ten, Power Five level guys that were jamming him and stuff. However, 6'3 and change, 205 pounds, 4'4'3 on the 40, uh, 6'8'5'3 cone with a 4'1'2 shuttle and a 39-inch vertical. I'm willing to take a chance on a guy like that on day three. So keep an eye on him and follow his career. He could be a practice squad guy. Of course, you'd have to cut him and then re-sign him. Practice squad guy in year one. Special teams got Tim Patrick. Isn't this the, the same path that, t- that Tim Patrick followed? He yeah. could be a more athletic 
a, a high caliber athlete, Tim Patrick, three, four years down the road. So keep an eye on Andre out of Princeton. David Cromelo comes in. Thank you, David. So would it be a surprise if Peyton benches Russell Wilson halfway through the season if he is just as bad as 2022? No, not a surprise at all. If he is six touchdowns at nine games and you're two and seven, I wouldn't be surprised a bit to see Jarrett Siddham start, Nick. Yeah, and uh, some articles come out today. I think uh, Peter King talks about Stidham potentially being somebody with a little bit of smoke there. And then Bucky Brooks also uh, releasing an article over the last 24 hours discussing this. So there is some smoke there. I don't want to become the you know constant hater, you know, the haters ball, player haters ball with Russell Wilson, but uh, it just seems like a lot of smoke in regards to not loving uh, the quarterback there in Denver and giving themselves outs uh, to move on from him. But we will see how it plays out. There's still hope. I uh, got to hold on to hope. And it seems like Wilson is a great person, uh, does a lot of good work. So I'm hoping for the best for him. You're not going to get Sean Payton get up there saying, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, we got to do what's best for Russ. And then Russ says, and we got to make Russ comfortable and and Russ, Russ on the Russ. We're not going to hear that this year. So, no. you know, it, it, this is Sean Payton's team. In fact, everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You keep asking about Russell Wilson enough if he's struggling. Peyton will get pissed. <laughs> yeah. Duke Rose, uh, anything about Dalton Reisner? Why hasn't been signed yet? Scott will tell you. Uh, Scott will give this to you. Why hasn't Reisner been signed yet? Um, I don't know for sure. I mean, obviously. But my my gut instinct for the past year is he has an overinflated opinion of self-worth. Um, you know, Popping off on a radio show, he's a little surprised that, you know, they hadn't been getting a contract offer. The and, and you go and look at SpotRack and it says his market value was $11 million. I've watched him for two years and I told you I'd offer him two and a half. And that's generous. That's that's better than what he played. So, you know, he's probably sitting back thinking I can get seven plus and maybe he can. If if someone signed him for seven plus and they said, Scott, you've covered him for a while. What'd you think? I'd say you got robbed. You got robbed. So I'll say it again. So Dalton, if you're watching this, I'm not saying he's a bad player. 
I'm saying he has played badly. He has not played well in the scheme, and that might not be entirely his fault, but it doesn't matter. This is a results-oriented business. And like Draymond Jones, it could be a, it could be a time where almost like an undrafted free agent. This could be good for you. Take less money to find the right situation, coaching, environment, everything, and go kick ass. That could be Denver. But he ain't playing, starting at left guard now. No way. Not with $13 million into bent power. So it's not going to be Denver. Yeah. But Dalton Reisner has not been good the last two years. And that could be a reason why he's not signed. And he plays a somewhat of a devalued position. I mean, even Ben Powers getting the big deal. It's very Broncos friendly because they can move on from it. Pretty gave uh, free, you know, after two seasons. So we'll see how it plays out. Kevin Gray, morning to you, Kevin. Hope you're doing well. Um, Broncos have done well. Howie saying uh, big Bron- stars from Howie freaking day. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you so much. Howie he says uh, Broncos biggest interest in the draft where they uh, currently sit pick wise. We talked about it some and based on our conversation elite, I bet you you could guess, but uh, center probably number one. I think there's going to be center options available for them. Uh, the other two are on the perimeter. In my opinion, I think that wide receiver is going to be way up there for the Broncos. If one they like falls there and then cornerback, I have it on pretty good authority. The Broncos have been doing a lot of work on cornerbacks that are going to be available in that range. Uh, so right now I think cornerback is also uh, extremely possible for the Broncos. They don't have depth at the position right now on the boundary uh, using a third round pick on one makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So what we're going to do, Nick said, we're going to do a mock draft Monday. We're going to mock, but um, yeah. I, I think you can get good value on the interior line. So you can start getting your depth pieces in there too. Uh, and then center, I mean, hmm. draft two of them. Well, why would the Denver Broncos take two centers? Because it's important that they get it right. And if they get two, they've got a good chance of getting one um, to, to come in and start. Cause like I said, if Cushionberry takes that leap, great. It, it's, it's one of those in, in recruiting, you know, with enough guys, you're not going to get them all right. Obviously you try and get more than most, but it's like, this guy was a three-star, um, you know, and he outplayed all these five stars. Well, that meant you got a guy at a five-star level. It just didn't happen to be the one we thought. What I mean by that is if you're taking a, a high third round picks and let's say you brought in two of them at center and they didn't pan out because Cushenberry beat them. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It, hopefully it didn't mean you missed on these guys. It means Cushenberry stepped up and played at a higher level than you were expecting. That's good. We don't, if you're a Denver Broncos fan, you don't care who it is who's playing well for you. I wouldn't think Uh, you just want them to play well for you. Yeah. We got Tracy's baby coming in saying Aubrey Miller, linebacker from Jackson state dominated the senior bowls. Broncos can get him in the fourth. Scott, you're gonna have to speak to the senior bowl about Aubrey Miller, but uh, from my watching of him, I thought he looks exceedingly small. Uh, I think he probably weighed in at about 220, 225 pounds. And that's, 15 to 25 pounds off what I'm looking for the linebacker spot. Uh, I think he could be a really good special teams player, but fourth round that's, that's a no for me. I'm, I probably would put him in the sixth or seventh. If you're looking for a very specific special teams kind of role personally. Yeah. And and Tracy's baby, um, Aubrey Miller, nobody dominates at linebacker in the senior bowl. That's true. There there's, there's no contact for the most part. There's, there's no going to ground. Um, running backs and linebackers do not dominate. It's, it's the two positions where I'll, I will go to my grave saying that you can get the least from in that environment. You have to see the games play. Um, so I didn't come away from this one this year thinking there were linebackers I liked as much as I liked last year with Troy Anderson and Chad Muma. 
uh, on the inside. Those guys had size. They were 235, 240 pounds, 6'3 plus. And Troy Anderson, he was a 4'4 guy. Um, where did um, <clears throat> Jackson State linebacker, what did he end up testing? I don't remember, but he was – there wasn't anybody at linebacker that was like, okay, second, third round, I can – Jack Campbell. I'm excited about these guys. You should be excited about Jack Campbell from uh yeah from from Iowa, but I don't remember him being there. Oh, was at the Senior Bowl? No, Bowl? excuse me. I thought I thought you were talking. No, about no, no you're right. But I'm just saying I don't remember him be even being at the Senior Bowl. There weren't any there weren't any linebackers at the Senior Bowl that were like, yeah, I want that. I want that guy. There were decent. They were yeah. they were okay. Nondescript linebacker crop um at the Senior Bowl this season. Yeah, no doubt about that. Benjamin Flores, howdy, good to see you. Rob Buxbaum, bring it in. You guys are killing out the Super Chats today. We really appreciate that. Uh, if you guys are enjoying it so much, you're dropping Supers, make sure you get over to iTunes and leave us a review. Uh, he says, good morning. With big moves and free agency mostly over for the Broncos, is it likely Sutton or Judy stay? Or will talks pick up around the draft? Right now for Judy, I'd probably put it at 85 to 15 stay. And for Sutton, I think it's probably a 55-45 stay or go. Uh, and I do think that if any moves do happen, it's going to be during the draft. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm catching up on the chat. Is I'm, I, We scroll down and we try and keep up with the Supers and make sure we don't miss anybody. And we're t I'm to the point now where they were talking about how old I am. Oh, no. And, uh, and we were talking about the look test. And Dr. Van Nostrand said, looks can be deceiving. He was talking about Ben Jones and the look test. I'm like, you know what? I think it worked both ways, Doc. But going back to Rob, um, <clears throat> is it likely that Sutton and Judy stay? I don't know if it's likely. Sutton and Judy, especially. Sutton or Judy, I would say yes, it's very likely. It would be crazy to me to send, to send both of them away unless either one, you get an offer you can't refuse, or two, and I, I, I harped on this last week. There's something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Sutton says, hey, I want to go. Or they, Peyton comes in and says, I don't want to coach this guy. So it would have to be a personality thing because financially and talent-wise, it doesn't make sense. It mm -hmm. makes sense to keep him one more year. Um, so, But would you – are you still looking for wide receivers? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you basically have Sutton and Judy that are healthy. You, you're not sure what you're getting from Tim Patrick. Hamler has 600 yards in three years. You're, you need another wide receiver, and you'd like it to be someone like Hamler. If Patrick mm -hmm. comes back, great, big physical receiver. Sutton, big physical receiver. Judy, jack-of-all-trades, can play in all of those places. Uh, you would probably like someone with some good straight-line speed. Jalen Virgil, if it becomes him, great. I wouldn't count on him any more than I would count on Hamler. Yeah. Yep, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with there. Falling Sloth, good to see you. Hello, good morning. Hope you're doing well. I got, got our guy, D-Generation X. Good morning, all. Gatorade Gaming. Hey, morning, Nick and Scott. What's good, Broncos country? We're living. We're getting by. We're uh, doing okay. It's a little early this morning for me. I feel like daylight savings time's kicking me uh, today, finally. Um, it was good last week, but uh, computer's holding up for now, so we're going to cross our fingers on that. Shiloh, morning, everyone. I've been hearing MHH pods talk about Edge, uh, but how about the out long-term outlook for Browning? Baron Browning is entering year three of his rookie contract. You have him under contract for two more years. I think that he's a tremendous, uh, it's year three, right? Drafted yeah, but he wasn't a first round pick. It's You have him under contract for two more years. Year three of four. Oh, this year and next year. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So year three of four. But no fifth year option. No fifth year option. Yep. Um, so uh, I think he, the biggest thing with Browning, I think you have flashes there. I think he can be a fine number two. I think he'd be an incredible number three, but a fine number two. Uh, 
biggest thing with him has been durability. He's been, he was injured his last year at uh, Ohio state. He dealt with injuries all of his rookie season and last season after he was injured, his production fell off a good bit. So durability is the huge question with the long-term outlook for Baron Browning. And um, the, the long-term outlook again, we'll see the, the short-term outlook has been, you can't count on him either um, <clears throat> so far. What's your opinion? Is Montreal Washington on the roster come week one? Um, maybe if I go 69 deep and he's on the practice squad, possibly. Uh, yeah. So I, I will he, let me, let me answer it this way, Keith. Will he be a Denver Bronco on week one? I think, yes, I think he yeah. will be. Yeah. Austin H. Uh, do you think the Broncos will draft something or instant impact? I'm not sure what pot position of need or instant impact Broncos will draft pot. I mean, it is Denver, you know, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to draft it there. Somebody will just hand it to you. Uh, but uh, the Broncos will draft. Uh, it's the third round. You'll probably look for a – he probably meant P-O-T, position of value or instant impact. Um, but uh, He was looking how close is the T to the yeah, one. Yeah, right. Which one's – I guess maybe not. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, they just got to get good players on this roster. Um, you could get instant impact with running back. You get instant impact with the center probably. But you could also link long-term health of the roster and depth with the defensive line – cornerback wide receiver as well. So uh, really just got to let the board fall to them. They did a good enough job so far filling out immediate needs at, uh, through uh free agency that really the only spot next season that I don't feel great about going into day one, one and a half spots, I guess running back as well. I don't really love Samaj P Ryan as like a full on bell cow when you don't have any other options there. If Javante Williams isn't healthy. And then of course center, which we've talked about a lot uh, today, but uh, really you got to let the board come to you. Instant impact typically has more to do with who you already have than who you've drafted. Mm-hmm. So is there an opportunity there to come in and make an instant impact? If you drafted a quarterback, he ain't going to make an instant impact unless Russell Wilson gets hurt. If you draft a center, he could be a day one starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Javante Williams is is there and Samaj P. Ryan is there, then a running back might not be the guy. So it's more about instant impact. Now, best player available once you get out of the top 10 is a contradiction in terms. Yeah. So, I mean, it's impossible to get the best player available. I promise you someone else who gets drafted later will be a better player. I promise you that's just basic mathematics. So that term kind of bothers me. Yeah. And you but have potential. You want, you've got a tier, right, Nick? You say this all the time. If I've got, you guys are playing Madden and I've got 10 guys that are ranked 88s when it's my turn to pick, I'm going to pick one that fits my need mm-hmm. the best. I'm going to look in there. And if he's not there, I'm going to pick somebody out of those 10 and I'm going to try and fit a need first. And then I'm going to look position of value somewhere in that order. So so we'll see. But if you get an instant impact guy in the third round or later, it's because he's he's getting the opportunity to play right away. So look at the positions that you will have that you will have that ability on the Denver Broncos. Center, defensive back, a healthy wide receiver, and like Nick said, a running back possibly. So in, in those spots. Peter Middleton. That's our Cambodia guy. I thought we've seen you around more often, Peter. Good morning. Welcome in. Good to and, see you. And uh, I appreciate, I'm sorry, real quick. I appreciate Michael Rankio coming in with my guy that slipped my mind talking about mid to later round wide receivers who I think couldn't make a big impact. Jonathan Mingo, six foot one, six foot two, 220 plus pounds, running in the four fours with gigantic, sticky hands. He fits that Debo Samuel Cordero Patterson type. To a yeah. T. I, I, I just, I love this guy. If I'd take him in the third, Nick, 
I mean, I might, I might take him even higher than that. Honestly, you know, he didn't have a great last season, but that doesn't mean he's not a great player. I mean, didn't have great uh, passing options out there with the, uh, the quarterback run heavy spread that uh, Lane Kiffin has been running at Ole Miss. So So every time I tried to watch Matt Corral, they were running the ball. I'm like, what am I scouting here? He's, he's running the ball. They're running, they're running read options and it's, it's predominantly running. So I love Jonathan Mingo, Michael appreciate the the call out there. Yeah. There's some good options. I'll be curious to see how the mid rounds of the draft shake out with wide receivers. Cause there's definitely some options based on what the Broncos have been scouting. I don't know if Jonathan Mingo is the flavor they're looking for per se, but that said, the, like Scott mentioned, the further you get from, you know, top 10 overall, forget flavor, just get some damn good players. Degeneration X. Thanks. You all of you wish me a happy 50th birthday. Happy 50th birthday. Uh, I don't, you under the name Degeneration X in here. So I don't know if I should use your real name, but always appreciate you coming in. Hope you have a great one and uh, right around Scott's age as well there. So the big, the big 50 Richard miles coming in. <laughs> Haven't been around for a bet question. How do you guys like the move so far? I'm excited. Broncos are gearing up to be competitive right away. They spent an unbelievable amount of cash. Sean Payton has a vision for what this team wants to look like, and the Broncos ownership is not pinching pennies. Uh, so that you should be excited for that. Uh, I have a tweet that is one of my all-time favorite tweets um, that talks about like uh, reaping and sowing, and it's the reaping is like what well, me reaping, yeah, f yeah, heck yeah, this is the best. And then the sowing, ah, oh, bleep, bleep, this bleeping sucks. Right now, the Broncos are in the reaping stage. That's a hopeless re- reality. Yes, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's you're spending right now. Two years from now, you might look at that Mike McGlinchey contract and be like, oh my God, WTF. I mean, it's the same thing that, hopefully not the same thing, but when we signed uh, Juwan James, the Broncos, to the uh, biggest right tackle contract in NFL history, and then he plays, what, three games of over four years on that contract? You are sowing what you reaped in that point. So we'll see what happens with the Broncos here. But they have a vision. Everything points to a tough team that wants to run the football and beat the absolute hell out of you. It's... Uh, I really love the identity that they're trying to build here. Uh, even on your defensive side, you're getting physical players as well. So it seems like it's it's a good move, and we should be excited in the now. We'll see how it plays out. Lawrence Rivera says, "No, I'm not sure what this was in regards to. We were talking linebackers earlier, and um, you know, probably the look test and stuff. Al Wilson was short squat. He was really good. He was always really good. Um, you know, he was a high recruit at Tennessee." All SEC, All American in Tennessee. Al Wilson was a great player. He just he didn't win the walk off the bus award. You know he might he, he may have been there at a similar time as Albert Hainsworth. And even if he wasn't, they played at Tennessee together. Mm-hmm. Albert Hainsworth. I, I I knew somebody who was coaching there. He said that was the worst thing that happened to our program was Albert Hainsworth because he laid around wow. and did nothing for three years and then went in the first round. And the guys that were younger than him thought they could do the same thing. Albert Hainsworth was lazy. We had a we had a uh, discussion about that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, appreciate you coming yeah. in, Lawrence, with the stars. I think he was talking about the size of uh, the linebacker from Jackson State. Thing was, Al Wilson weighed you know two hundred and forty pounds, where the Jackson State guy's about two twenty. Uh, yeah, he was the rock. Uh, and, and there's there's no two ways to there's 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 no right way to do it by any stretch of the imagination. Like I said, the first test in football is the look test. Mm-hmm. How's he look? You know, it doesn't really work like that in baseball near as much, though, when these kids walk up and they're 6'4", 220 pounds, they get your attention. But, you know, typically, if he looks like an athlete, he is. But there's also the phrase, looks like Tarzan plays like Jane for a reason. Yeah. Um, and also, Keith saying, Nick always good for pushing an Iowa player. 
To be fair, Keith, I only do it if they're worth it. Uh, if you remember a few years ago, this was the year before Scott, but uh, I was banging the freaking drum uh, for Tristan Wirfs for the Broncos taking him in the first round. And then they end up beating the Raiders, dropping from the 10th pick to the 15th pick. Would have had him, but then instead they fall five spots after Shelby Harris bats a ball down. Uh, and also really hyping up uh, Lucas Van Ness earlier this season. You know, he's kind of a up and comer and then oh he did coming for the draft and now he's talking about a top 10 pick so i typically only do it if they're worth it to be fair um i really potential yeah i'm i'm tough on them (laughs) i think if you guys go back in the archives and the broncos took josie jewel i'm like he's a really productive player but he's got limitations in his size and overall speed but he can be really good if you ask him to do a job um that seems to be pretty fair you don't see me banging the the riley moss drum he'd be fine for the broncos you know round four but uh I really only do that if I think they're they're worth it because I don't want to put my name on anybody and have my bias uh, overcome my my logic. Uh, so, but uh, Jack Campbell is going to be a, a damn good player. Um, and that's where it's tough. You know, I, I say that all the time. Uh, I'm good at like handicapping games until it's a team I care about, mm-hmm. and then your bias influences your logic. Even if you try and correct, then you overcorrect. So it, it becomes tough. I like to say I can be robotically logical at times, which is why I'm good at handicapping games. But uh, as soon as you have a personal interest in it, it becomes really, really tough. Uh, we're at 40 minutes, 41 minutes. So we, we won't be here too much longer. So if you've got any burning topics or whatnot and you uh, you want to get them in, please do. Um, but Nick, you promised a mock draft. Let's do it. We got to do it. Yeah. And I'm going to have to have you run it. Cause if I run it, my computer will probably <laughs> spin into the vortex. That's the end of the poltergeist, you know, get zapped up into the, uh, the nether on the uh, Indian burial ground. Uh, but yeah, no, we're going to probably use PFF here um, with their simulator. I'm a little bit curious to see what happens with a uh, mock or excuse me, uh, the draft network. They lost two of their big time uh, posts starters of the page. So hopefully their uh, mock draft simulator is up and running here soon. Cause I greatly prefer theirs to uh Pro Football Networks, no disrespect. Everybody does a good job out there. But uh, I guess we'll use the PFF one here. We'll go seven rounds, and uh, we're looking for a number of players here. And uh, Scott and I will talk about uh, both of them, uh, obviously, when it comes up. So just off the cuff here, looking for the Broncos, really I'm going to be the best player available, in my opinion, no matter what. It could be, guess what, if let's say the Broncos, we haven't talked about it very much here, but the Broncos using that pick on a linebacker. Sure, the Broncos using that pick on a safety. Sure, I mean... Is there any position that would be off the board for you there, Scott, with uh, the pick 67, 68? I can't even think no, of one. No, I'll go back to I've defended the, the Nick Benito pick for Nick Benito. Now I've railed on the pick itself because I think there were players that you could have gotten that would have had a better, you know, Abraham Lucas, we were all over, you know, mm-hmm. they, you had a big need at right tackle. But no, no positions off the board there. If a guy that you love is there, I don't care where he's playing, take him. You're, yeah. you're picking in the third round. Take yep. him. And the position of value, it still can like, you know, if you're talking between multiple positions and you have guys graded the same, then you should probably lean with the more valuable position. But it's not like you're picking in the top five and we're having the guard versus edge rusher versus quarterback conversation. That's a different conversation. So as far as the Broncos are going to be drafting, you want to go with the uh, the best player available, hopefully somebody that can fit your needs long-term and short-term. And also the Panthers, number one. I think this is the first mock we've done post seeing that up there. So it's kind of weird to see. Yeah, um, I was like, sounds wait, like we do this right. I've kind of, for, I didn't forget. I just, it does look strange. It's been bears for so long. It's nice. Cause we don't have to say, Oh, the bears aren't going to take this pick here, but it's too hard to do a trade and all that. Yeah. Good. They already did the trade. Thank you, Carolina. 
now the question is pick three. Uh, but we'll let the simulator run here. And I will say if the Cardinals sit there and don't trade down, they are fools. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out. The Cardinals have not really been known for intelligence uh, with their team building. I did actually pick the Broncos. This is just how long it takes to get to the Broncos. You guys are going to be really upset day one. So eh, um, that's okay. You have so, three trade. We're not going to trade. No. Um, Bryce Young goes number one. Anthony Richardson number two to the Texans. And I've said I think it might. I think I still think these two are going to be C.J. Stroud and and, and Bryce Young. Yep. Possibly, I still think. Uh, Will Anderson goes three. We've talked about that one. Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter, seven to the Raiders. How much sense does that make? They do a great job of taking you know the uh, the non character issues out there. So uh, we'll see how, in Vegas too. We'll see how that works out for yeah, them. That one in the Bengals. The Bengals took uh, took those guys for a long time in a row. Um, Washington also. Will Levis to the Falcons at eight. No thanks. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba at nine. Deontay, Deontay Banks. Banks. That's a, that's a, wow. I told you he was rising, but I didn't think top yeah, 10. I was thinking top, top 10. I was thinking top 18, top 20. Yeah. Christian Gonzalez, Michael Meyer, 13. Skronsky falls to 14. I'll take the, I'll take the, uh, the under on that one. Lucas Van, I'll take the under on 17 at Lucas Van Ness too. I'll take the under on Paris Johnson Jr. Possibly. Forfeited Miles Murphy. Let's see if there's any big surprises in here. Brisset still in. Cowboys. Dijon. That makes some sense. Yeah. Texas, Texas, right there. That How would, about the Bengals uh, going to Juan Jones sense. opposite of Orlando Brown Jr.? Talk about absolute <laughs> giants on you that line. Stock up the pantries in yeah. it, it, wherever Cincinnati practices. Stock up the pantries. Skyline uh, Chile. Deontay Banks, not Mr. Boggins, is a cornerback who had a. Uh, he was, was super fast out of Maryland. Um, Keon White in the first round to the Chiefs. He'll end up with the Ravens. That's a Ravens guy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to scroll past the second round because there's just, I don't, I want to get to the Broncos. I saw Andre Carter come up there. Not great, um, but I don't know about yeah, that. But he was, he was ranked like 17th by PFF to begin with. Yeah, he so won't be They're there. moving him down. Um, I'm going to scroll. I'm going to zoom out just a little bit. Hopefully you can see this. And if you're listening after the fact, we'll try and do as much audio as we can. Uh, here's your guy, Steve Avila went at 65. You just went, damn it. Yeah. And Devon A chain also makes me a little bit of a damn it there. Derek Hall guy. You really like Cody Moss 62. You know, that's when you might think about patching them together and moving up just a little bit. Yep. You know, here's my third and a seventh. Can I move up four spots just to make sure? Yep. Jack Campbell goes a little bit for Julius Brents. Um, number oh, they somebody... love them some linebackers at, uh, in Jacksonville, don't they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> Yeah, so the Broncos on the clock here. I don't love about Tank Dell. There's your center, Luke Weipler, Garrett Williams, corner, Sam Laporta, tight end, Jameer Gibbs, half run it in, run it in. I'm sorry, Jameer Gibbs is the absolute. We have back to back picks here, but I know you're circling Tipman and Gibbs. It's either Tipman and Gibbs or Bergeron and Gibbs. I think Bergeron is a better player. Um, I I Bergeron. Okay, there we go. I think Bergeron's a better player, but I'm sorry. Um, The Broncos right now, um, I think Gibbs is the number one perfect fit for this team of any player on the offensive side of the ball, because he is a complimentary uh, wide receiver running back out of the backfield. Um, he is super explosive. I think he's going to go top 40, top 45. And we, Scott, you've been banging the drum on this one, how much the Broncos are, uh, or excuse me, how much Sean Payton utilizes the running back in the pass game. Gibbs is probably the best receiving back that we've seen the last few seasons. Uh, he's you should, explosive. You should get 80 catches out of your running backs. 
I mean, Gibbs is phenomenal in that regard. And I think we'd be talking about him a lot more if uh, it wasn't Bijan Robinson. We got Ray J coming in saying, no way Gibbs will be there. I would be shocked if Gibbs is there also. Uh, but uh, this is what the PFF simulator has here. And uh, we got the, you just got to go with what the simulator says. So that was a no doubt question for me. I mean, for me, I'm thinking like, if the Broncos are trading up, I know we need to center more, but like Gibbs is a perfect chess piece for what I think Peyton you, wants. You can get them both. So now the question yes. isn't Gibbs, it's Gibbs and who. But my point was more, you could package Sutton and one of your third round picks to move up, you know, 10 spots if Gibbs falls at all. And uh, then you're getting that pick without really giving up extra draft capital um, because you're just moving on Sutton there. And I think the way the targets and the distribution of targets is going to go, you have a lot available for the running back spot. So Gibbs is, I think, I literally think he's the perfect player. Also, there was a interview um, two weeks ago with a Damian Tomlinson saying that Sean Payton and Gibbs would be a pair in heaven from LT. Uh, so I'm um, just, I want to highlight that as well. I wrote an article for Chad back on March 4th that he hasn't published yet on that, but uh, it's coming up. Uh, so Gibbs, sure no is. doubt. Sure <laughs> it is. Montana altitude says looking ahead. First kickoff of the year should be great. Starting to reestablishing our Broncos as a contender. Look, yeah, I think this will be a fun, you know, I don't typically care about the schedule when it's released. But, you know, when you've done all this in free agency, you are ex- you get a little bit more excited about when do I get to see these guys for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yes, Montana Altitude, thank you for coming in green with that super chat for us. Big money for sure. Um, appreciate you there, sir. Uh, let me click off here. It's funny, I, I, my mouse was over on this monitor, and I see it on this monitor. I'm, I'm all over the place here. Let's go down right. a little bit. I'm leaning. Tipman. I would go if you 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 tell me what you believe out of Joe Tipman. How good is he? I think he's arguably the best center in the draft. Uh, I'm my, my concerns are that Russell Wilson will not be able to see over him at six six. Um, but you're not probably drafting this pick based on how tall is Graham Glasgow. Uh, he was, I think, six five. Yeah. And so, and he played better with them because he was a better center. My yeah. concern is getting your ass kicked in the middle of the field. Yeah. I'm going to let – I think Bergeron could go in the first round. So just by a value perspective, I think Bergeron is better long-term probably. Um, but I already banged the table for Gibbs there. I'm going to non-position of value. Uh, let's scroll down just a little bit. I am Tipman, but I do want to see how the rest of the board falls out here, if there's anybody who really stands out. Uh, A.T. Perry ran extremely well. Darius Rush is an underrated corner. Good, good wide receiver. Dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh, that's my big concern with him. Uh, right now, Tyler Scott's also a name to keep an eye on uh, for the Broncos here, but I think you're going to have some wide receivers available to you in the fourth uh, with how the board is set up. So let's go Tipman, uh, just so that, oh, Hendon Hooker is also an interesting one. We might have to have yeah, He's there again. I might grab him in, after this pick, but I, I'm, I want Tipman. We, I just spent an hour. I've just spent yep. 18 months talking about how you can increase, you can improve your yep. interior line for with a third round pick. I want to prove it right here, and I'm drafting Tipman. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, long-term Bergeron might be the better selection, but, uh, Bergeron's steady. He's, he's just, he's just good, which is right. Tackle and guard, but we'll see. I got, I got time to address my tackle situation down the road. It might cost me money. That's what we said. If you pass on somebody, it costs you more to fix the position later. Mm -hmm. If you've got Abraham Lucas, you're not worried about right tackle. You pass on him. It costs you more in free agency. Free agency is expensive, but I'm bringing in a guy that I think I can have a plug and play starter. We just talked about a bunch. Now one guy, if he plays at an average level, helps your team the most center. Tipman can do that for me. I think, Oh goodness. There's tank. I'm curious to see who else is available still at wide receiver, but uh, definitely up there for me. Um, 
I'm not just in on Deuce Vaughn. Colby Woolen is still out there. I'm taking I'm Tank, and I'm dropping him in the slot. Okay, I won't fight you. I think Tank's a little bit overhyped uh, coming out of the... Yeah, but it's pick 108. I know. I was hoping that, you know, somebody... Let's Can we scroll up just on who was drafted already on the, uh, yeah, yeah. the other side? Zach Pickens, uh, I really am interested in. Jimmy Robinson. There's Andre. I just mentioned him. He went at 103. Yosibis. Luke Weichler goes to 102. Sam Laporte to <sighs> Tyler Scott at 100. If Tyler Scott had fallen down that far, I might have been on the phone. I might have been making some calls there just to see if I can get up because I think he is an awesome pick for the Broncos. Voorhees tore his ACL. I don't think he's going to go. Yeah, I don't. There. I don't think Andrew Voorhees is going that high after getting injured. Carl There's Brooks Bergeron. Okay. Matthew Bergeron fell to 91. Tajay Spears to 87. Yep. So, so okay. I, I like what Tank can do. Uh, and what he brings to your team, and he's going to put some pressure on some guys. Uh, Colin Wood asked, "Isn't Tank? He's not five six, but he's light. He's five eight and a half, um, and he's he's like one hundred and sixty five pounds. And he's uh, I, I mentioned I, I said he was a like a water bug earlier today. He's a different skill set than the closest that you have is Jerry Judy, but he's a uh, he's a good guy. And, and Jerry Judy is a good enough wide receiver to play outside. This would be pretty much you're only using him inside, and maybe I'm using him out of the backfield some." Um, yeah. and, and different weapons. So he brings tank is a make you miss, get open and then make things happen after the catch kind of guy. Um, and I, I think that's a, especially where are we pick one Oh eight. I think that's a skill set that could be very valuable here. Um, and I, I, I don't think he'll be there at one Oh eight. So I don't either. Can you scroll down? I just want to see the board rank here. One, average draft position 83. Yeah. I just want to see what the board is. We'll draft him, but I do want to see who else is available. Would you scroll down here yeah, real quick? Um, just keep going. I'm curious. Parker Washington's an interesting wide receiver. Uh, let's keep keep going. Sean Tucker, blah, blah, blah. Roshan Johnson. I love Roshan Johnson. Johnson's been running back out of Texas, too. I love Trey Palmer also. I like Trey um, Palmer a lot also. He is fast as all get out. I think he falls uh, to 139. That's that's the risk. Well, that you don't take him if here. you take, you know, unless you back to back him. I wouldn't you be know, against I mean, it. Why would but, I pass on a great player? DJ Turner all the way down here too. He was the fast single fastest player at the combine. I know the Broncos are doing a lot of work at cornerback right now. And the Broncos Olu, Olu at center is underrated. Already took a center though. I mean, just but, period. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, if you're thinking I can still get value at center later on in the draft, other than Tipman. Yeah. Let's keep scrolling here. Um, okay. Well, honest to God, Scott, my pick here wouldn't be tank Dell. I am not as in on tank Dell as a lot of people are. Where'd he go? There he is. Trey Palmer. My pick is not Trey Palmer either. It's DJ Turner. Um, the fastest player at the combine. Um, he has explosive, incredible tape um, at uh, Michigan. I think the Broncos are looking really hard at cornerbacks based on everything that I have heard and seen right now. I don't trust any of the cornerbacks outside of uh, the Broncos guys at uh, um, the top two. And I think DJ Turner is a extremely underrated player there. Uh, I think the Broncos are going to be looking for more cornerback depth. So looking at wide receiver too, um, there's your guy, Jonathan Mingo. Oh, there you go, Scott, to the Falcons. The too. Falcons. There's your there's your Cordero Patterson replacement next year. And the other thing about Tank Dell is that you're we're talking about the skill set here that the Broncos want, but I think he's more quick than he is yeah. fast. I, that's why I said earlier. He's he's there was a there's a player in Florida I said about his name was Chris Rainey and he was like 140 pounds and he was running four fives when everybody's yeah. running four fours and stuff. I said, Yeah, but Chris is four five this way. And if you were listening, I'm going each direction. He, he was four five straight ahead. He was four five to his right. He was four five to his left, and he was four five backing up. He'd run at a guy 
and the linebacker would dive to tackle him and he'd back up. Yeah. <laughs> he was stopping back up, go around him, and it was crazy. So he I is think, quick. He's very yes. quick than fast, which makes for me a good slot run after the catch guy. We're getting way too in the weeds on this here, but my thoughts on Tank Dell here specifically for the Broncos is this is going to be a very under center uh, play action heavy team where I would love Tank Dell being in more of a Tom Brady-esque scheme where it's the quick pass playing 11 and 10 personnel. You know, like options out there where you can get the ball out quickly. I think you're going to see some long developing routes and you're looking for somebody with some more straight line, straight line burning speed versus the quick jitterbug out there. Also, the other thing about Tank Dell, given his size, is I do not think that he is going to be able to dig out a linebacker or a safety from that spot. Tank. We didn't take him. I know, but I was just saying like reasons I think for how the Broncos <laughs> are set up. Left. Yeah. For how the Broncos are set up. I don't think uh, it's as he's as good of a pick uh, for them. Yeah. And uh, you know, Trey Palmer went Xavier Hutchinson. So there's, there's guys I like here at wide receiver in the fourth. There's some yes. good depth here at wide receiver. Yep. So we're on the clock at one thirty-nine. We have uh, two more picks right now for the Broncos. Um, I really like uh, Mora Ojomo is an option here for the Broncos. Um, I also really like Colby Wooden, inside-outside pass rusher. Could be an option here for the Broncos. Um, if we keep scrolling down, I think Zach Koontz is the absolute freak uh, tight end athlete there. Guy. We really like Yaya Diaby as well um, from Louisville. We have not taken any defensive line uh, players as well uh, yet. Yaya Diaby, can, he was really good at the combine. I mean, at, at the Senior Bowl, and then he followed it up with Louisville, 6'3 and a quarter, 263 pounds. Four, five, one, four. 44 hands. That's mitts. 34 inch arms, 451 on the 40, 37 inch vertical, and a 10 foot broad jump. And he was productive in the competition. Sorry, you had to watch that. I just covered it. There's my, there's my combine notes. I'm pushing for Yaya Diaby here. Let's go back up to the top here real quick. I think we are going to go Yaya Diaby with that because I we need to make a trench play no matter what. Uh, not no matter what, but it's way up there. I did want to talk. I've um, Two guys that were listed up the top here, um, in my opinion, that are really awesome options. I think Dorian Williams is an awesome linebacker option. Fifth round, he's going to be a special teams guy, and he's an incredible blitzer. Um, if you're going name to Dorian. If you're going to be a blitz-centric uh, team with your front seven, I think Dorian Williams could be a really unique weapon. I really love Mora Ojomo, too. I took him actually in the fourth round of my mock draft from there from a Texas inside-outside guy. But uh, let's go with Yaya Diaby, just because you and I are both on the same page with him. I think he's underrated, um, tested extremely well, looked well in the position drills as well, stood mm-hmm. out at the uh, Senior Bowl on top of that. So uh, we get an edge rusher near who can be a totally different piece uh, than you had here besides, uh, I guess, since you signed Zach Allen, that could be yeah, an he's awesome. Big. He's, he's big on the edge. So, you know, he's, he, he brings some size there. Yeah. Without a doubt. So now we are on the clock here with the uh, Broncos. Once again, um, we have not taken a, okay. He was, so he was pretty, he was pretty damn good on the interior. Jalen Redmond. He tested really well and he was good at the combine. Scott, I got to say, I did some work on him and it sounds like there are ample issues. Uh, with him, okay. I would be extremely concerned. I don't want to throw out any accusations. I think we've heard. I think you've you've mentioned that to me before. So it's That's it's one of those. A bell. Yeah, why is he falling so much? Well, there are uh, concerns uh, there with him no, no, that uh, are worth following here. Let's keep scrolling down. Um, there's your Aubrey Johnson ju- ju- uh, ju- Junior pick six six round. Maybe it's unfortunate to see. Uh, Zach Koontz and Moro Jomo go a little bit higher. There's Matt Landers for you, Scott. I think that um, the way this is setting up, though, 
I was interested in uh, Mitchell from Eastern Carolina. Um, the running back Broncos need a running back uh, to add to the room here. I think Mitchell he is took a one really- earlier. You're going to draft two. We he got Gibbs. Gibbs. Oh, we took Gibbs. I totally forgot. That's no way that Gibbs is going to be. Never mind. Not Gibbs. We have multiple people in the room, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our first pick. That was so long ago. Who even knows? Uh, so Stenson Bennett. I. You could do worse. You could do worse. Uh, he's really up there. Um, interested in Trey Dean. Also, just, also we got F.A. coming in here. $49.99. F.A. Only usually see you at night. Welcome to Broncos for breakfast. And he announces his presence with authority with a top rope. Jimmy Superfly Snooka. Uh, top rope super chat. Amazing. God, thank you so much, F.A. We appreciate you coming in here, supporting us like that. Scott, I want to see the wide receivers and the tight ends. Is that possible? I know we're taking too long here on this. Yeah, I can uh, filter positions, wide receiver. And then also tight ends. Add it to the uh, I don't think board. I, Can I do both? You can do as many as you want. Okay, there we go. Will Mallory does interest me. Here's um, the guy we just mentioned. Here's the freaking athlete. Good Lord. Yeah, he tested extremely well. I know Bonds is moving up the board as well. I was curious to see if Dylan Parham the former was... five-star number one overall that never quite got it together. He's out of Cedar Grove, Georgia. One that you'd hopefully take there um, in the... Uh... Okay, I was curious if uh, Dylan Parham was still available. Well, Scott, let's go back to the normal board, and if there's anybody that stands out to you, I'm okay with it. I am a little bit worried about our uh, tackle depth right now, but uh, I'd be fine with a number of things. Uh, Jared Clark would make some sense to me. We Jared already Clark's add... a little out of shape for me. He's okay. a little heavy. I looking to potentially move on from Mike Purcell, get another body in there. That's probably going to be practice squad uh, year one. Makes some sense for me. Maybe this is where you take a chance on Jalen Redmond. I mean, it's a sixth round. He's an incredible athlete tested extremely well. I do know there are concerns uh, with him, but uh, one that's uh, could... not afraid to take a chance on a guy and blow him out if he needs to. And six round. What do you, what do you really, it's a nice risk reward. I mean, he's really, really talented. Um, no doubt about that. After that, Stenson Bennett does send up. I, I also really love Lonnie Phillips. Uh, Lonnie Phillips um, stands out. Uh, Edge rusher from Kansas did really great there. Um, okay, my final pick here, I'm going to pick Will Mallory. That's going to be my selection here. Uh, tight end from uh, Miami. He's a little bit further down. I think he's got a chance to be a really good uh, option that can do a number of things there um, from Miami. He tested pretty well. He's getting He's getting buried this year in the draft because it is probably the best tight end draft we've seen in – five to eight years. And I think he could come in and be a number two, number three, rotate that in. If you're leaning into the 12, 21 personnel, I think Mallory can be really good. I also think Will Mallory has NFL bloodlines as well. Uh, I can't remember where he's from. I think his uh, father played tight end for a number of years. Um, So he kind of knows what's up with uh, the NFL game. Um, But uh, there it is. Got any picks that stand out uh, to you? Oh, I I feel like I've gotten... I've got a big weapon on offense. I've gotten better at center. Okay, that's good. I've got some depth at corner. I've, I've got a lot of help at, y- at Yaya Diaby as a C. Yeah, miss me on that one, PFF. We'll see. We'll see on that one at one thirty nine. Uh, and then Will Mallory, another tight end to uh, to help. So you, you're getting some depth pieces there and some possible instant impact guys. Uh, Colin asked, "Was Ricky Steamboat his real name? No, it was actually the Dragon. His name was the Dragon. The Ricky Steamboat was the fake part. So, um, I, 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 I'm solid with this one. Um, but uh, 
<laughs> talks about five picks. Nick talks about five guys and says, I'll go with this guy. Yeah, he's a poker player, right? Um, yeah, I, I feel good about this, you know, maybe because I made picks two and four, but Yaya Diaby is going to be a good NFL player at, in round five would be excellent value. And then Tipman again, should come in and start uh, is a plug and play starter. And if he's not starting, that means Cushenberry stepped up if he's still there. And that's a good thing. So yeah. uh, looks good to me, man. Yeah. B plus from PFF. We'll take it. Um, my favorite picks here is uh, Gibbs. Um, as much as I think I've changed a little bit, Scott, I used to be so anti running back, but with how this team is set up right now, getting a, uh, a Gibbs makes sense. So uh, we got Patrick coming in here saying, Aloha gents. I will watch later with the coffee. Scott, thank you so much, Patrick. I think I'm still doing good on coffee, but I'll hit you up uh, when the time comes. Cause I got to keep that sponsorship going. Um, really good. My mom keeps giving me crap. Oh, send me some coffee, Nick. Um, because she's, she's careful. Patrick will send your mom some coffee. I know he probably will. Um, but, uh, she's been giving me a hard time about it. I didn't start drinking coffee until grad school, which I don't even know what an idiot. I drank like monsters and five hour energies in college and got sick. I mean, I could have just had some delicious coffee. Uh, Keith Brugman coming in saying in the sixth round, what's your, uh, Wilson plan B. Jared Maybe it been Stinson Bennett there. Uh, Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham Jared Stidham's your plan B. The plan B. Yep. Probably is Jared Stidham. Yep. Yep. That's your plan B right there. Um, and <laughs> Jeremy's been going off with the Gibbs picks, just having fun with the, the BGs. Um, super thankful. FA coming in huge. Gary coming in big. Mark Schrader coming in big. Uh, Michael Ranquillo coming in big. Um, Rob, uh, if I forget you, I apologize. We will shout you out after the fact. We don't need to see that, Scott. Come on. Um, and I see who's coming in. And, and Michael Ranquillo finishing off on, on stars. Uh, finishing us off, but we got the closer coming in here. If you want to, Lawrence coming on stars. Thank you so much. Howie freaking day coming in big. Um, and we got the closer coming in here. So um, go ahead and, and show Ethan a little bit of love before we go. Thanks so much to all y'all. Yeah, you guys are great. Uh, coffee was kicking in as the show went on and honest to God, the computer held up pretty well. Maybe it's the last hurrah. Um, I'd feel like the, the show earlier this morning went out, of, you know, a few times there, but maybe only once today. So a uh, new computer should be in by tomorrow evening's show. Uh, luckily, I have a, you know, have somebody at home. So nobody, no porch pirates uh, out here, but uh, great show, gents, and a good mock draft. Ethan, I got to tell you, if Jack Campbell fell to the third round, I'd have given you a shout out and taken the linebacker and, you know, had a kazoo playing or something or one of those noisemakers because I would have been so excited. But uh, that's going to do it for us today, guys. We went an hour and five minutes. Appreciate everyone. Always fun to do Mock Draft Monday. We'll see how the rest of free agency plays out. Uh, Ernie Mays coming in. Good to see you, Ernie. Appreciated the uh, birth, uh, the birthday shout out to my wife saying uh, go Broncos on the picture of us in Colorado with our Denver gear on. And appreciate all you guys. Make sure you're following us. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at BFB underscore pod and at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, follow us at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. Instagram, check us out at mile underscore high underscore huddle. If you haven't done so yet, follow us on Apple Podcasts. Find us there. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, obviously, not everybody's in a position to donate or contribute to the show uh, financially, but heading to Apple or Spotify or anywhere like that and leaving us a five-star rating is incredible and helps us a heck of a lot. Uh, and it only takes you, you know, two minutes. So I would really appreciate that if you did that. And uh, subscribe, like, and share if you're joining us on YouTube today. And click the thumbs up on the way out on the Facebook side of things. Uh, Scott and I will be here again tomorrow. Obviously, we're getting to the point where there's plenty of draft stuff to talk about. But if you guys have any specific topics you want us to talk about, obviously, hit us up live in the chat. But if there's something that you think is worth a entire show uh, as well, 
hit Scott and I up on Twitter and say, Hey Nick, I think that talking about all the Broncos center options uh, as your main topic would be a good way to go um, with one of your shows. Okay. Sounds good. So hit us up. Uh, Scott, hopefully you're starting to get warm. I know that you had a cold weekend and uh, we just had a, one of the most beautiful weekends. It was our first time reaching above 60 degrees in Seattle since October 20th. Uh, but we are plunging back down into the the cold <laughs> and the rain for another two to three weeks, unfortunately. Yeah, I got to check multiple places this weekend. So we go soccer in Alabama on Saturday, soccer in Nashville on Sunday, back down to Atlanta on Sunday evening. So I rented a car. I'm going to burn somebody else's tires and gas for a change. Smart. Smart, smart. Well, guys, we're going to get on out of here. Uh, we will see you again tomorrow morning, same time, same place. But until then, continue to choose kindness, compassion. Hope you all have a great week. Uh, March 20th, spring's right around the corner. And uh, have a great one. Go Broncos. Buck them. See you later. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. <laughs> <laughs>